It's like this. See, I'm very meta. I like start in the middle of a sentence. That's the way I podcast. That's very Taoist. Yeah, I'm just like in the middle. It's like waiting for Godot. So I'm here with Carolyn. Do I even have to say your last name? Can I just say of Botanarchy? Of course. Of Botanarchy in her beautiful studio on Beverly Boulevard, which is like my, it's my strip. I've been, I've been coming up and down these streets for 20 years, literally, because I used to not have a car and I would walk to work from Sweetser every day. This How way. romantic. It was romantic. I was very tan <laughs> in very good shape. But, um, okay, so we're here. And so I met you through, me- did I meet you through Megan, of course. Everything goes back to Megan Wallace James. I was having a life crisis and Carolyn does the most incredible it's it's beyond just a, i mean pedestrian acupuncture <laughs> it's not just acupuncture and needles it's it's deeper work and we'll talk about it but just blew me away reset me i was in a, a real state of um what was the state i was in adrenaline like yeah. an adrenaline state that hyper arousal hyper arousal arousal mm-hmm. and it just reset me massively and then it came a few more times and it just continued but whew, but i just like your work is incredible and her studio is beautiful, and you carry all products created by women? Mostly, Mostly. either created by women or um, plant people. Plant people. So real stewards of the land, and people <sighs> who are working with plant medicine, who embody like an ethos of like radical connectivity to the earth and to their own medicine. I have a lot of queer-owned companies in mm. here. so I love that. This place is amazing. It's like a book. It's like a bookstore in, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's a little Ojai. Oh, it's so cute. You could be in Ojai. My dream was to sort of have the impression of like a radical feminist bookstore that's from the 1970s yeah, that's in like, like that. a remote like mountain town. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Oh, I love So I was that. looking for that, plus like oh. a, also like being ensconced in some sort of plant sanctuary. Yeah. The meeting oh. of those two things. It's perfect. It's gorgeous. <laughs> So how did you get to here? How did you get to this moment right now? Ah, what a fascinating loaded question. I know, you don't, I mean, that's it's a long question. It is a long question, and there are so many ways to answer it, but I think in terms of the work that I'm doing in the world and the way that I am embodying this particular niche of Chinese medicine is sort of, um, it does draw on a lot of different types of my background. So the way that I practice Chinese medicine, which is um, a little bit different than the way that it's often adapted into the Western paradigm. A lot of people practice Chinese medicine the way that you would practice Western medicine, Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, I have back pain, I'm gonna come in and throw a few needles in here. Or I have diabetes and I'm looking to kind of- On the cure side, instead of the pre-treating and the- Exactly, and I like to work on more of the life path side. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that you mentioned Megan because we were just together earlier Mm -hmm. this morning and she had said that what I do is like feng shui for the body, mm, right? Yeah. So it's essentially aligning the body with your Tao. And what that means is that we all have like this innate divinity embodied within us, mm-hmm. which is like our path in life and the work that we're meant to be doing on this planet. And Chinese medicine in its pure like distillate form reconnects you with that innate divinity right and so it's a really good medicine yes if you're sick but also if you're feeling stuck and uninspired or you know you're on the cusp of something and you're looking to potentiate that or you want to tap into your intuition or deal with old programs and shed these old who doesn't have all those things like ruling their lives all day long every day absolutely but truly but there (sighs) there are some of us you know i you know came to this medicine at a place of being very sick and very disempowered so i had to go through the physical stuff first before i got to work on the psycho emotional you mean in yourself or within your work as a as a doctor in myself before when I was quite young and in my early 20s I had a cluster of really alarming autoimmune conditions Mm -hmm. that started coming to a head at like a you know about 20 21 years old so young so young and it was like oh you have MS no you have fibromyalgia you have Hashimoto's and (sighs) it like was a lot of information for somebody who doesn't even understand what those terms are I was like a chain-smoking writer that just like lived in New York and like didn't even understand how to connect with my body in any way 
to have a doctor be like, oh, you're going to have to be on steroids for the rest of your life, and you have like a degenerative disease, and this is what, what your did life's... They, what did they diagnose you with? Well, he said multiple sclerosis, and I was so oh uninformed God. about the body at that era in my life that I didn't understand that he was wrong, right? right and so that you're like, like, oh, I have MS. Right, exactly, because now I understand, okay, you can't, like, my... My MRI was negative for like right. plaques, right? But then like a lot of times if you have a number of symptoms, your doctors will be like, well, you know, we're going to have to do a spinal oh tap in order to really see da 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 da. And it's like, no, you're not doing a spinal tap so I can get a diagnosis and treat it the way I'm going to treat it anyway. So that's sort of the, the crux and the thrust of what got me into this work was that I was handed a very flustering series of symptoms without any directionality of how to take care of them and given a very like patriarchal sentencing and right. have somebody impose their will <laughs> exactly like stamp right this is your life now i'm hearing the like <laughs> that like the law and order like dun dun yes totally like that, like that thing that was completely in the background also it's the know. late 90s and law and order oh was on like 20 God. times a day i had that as a as a as a, as a ring okay so go <laughs> on i like a text sound okay it's so good yeah. somebody dun dun. needs to turn that into like a like a sick hip-hop song i'm you know? sure it is no, I literally <laughs> if anyone's listening <laughs> um uh yeah right okay so okay so you hired the clusters and that's sort of tapped you into th did you start a path of like trying to understand the body at I that did point? Oh, I wow, really did so um you know it was really fortunate for me that you know I I knew of these things I grew up in Los Angeles I grew up a plant person I've always been you know fascinated by herbs and growing things and magic and I've had you know, connectivity to a lot of creative healers and people my entire life and without the necessity of needing to draw upon that mm -hmm. for myself. And that was during the time that I met my mentor, um, Dr. Sarah Pettit. She's in the South Bay. She's amazing. How'd you meet her? It was so crazy. It was like a Craigslist ad. <laughs> what, looking for help? Like yeah, explain. looking for help on a holistic practice. And that's how it started. Uh-huh. And I was like, it was really kismet, and it was meant to be. And, and what we did were you together start for doing? 12 years. And I was her assistant, and, and then, then I was, like, working with her, beside her, and, and then, then you she trained me. I mean, it was like... See, that's what I want to do. By the way, side note. Yeah. Do you want an apprentice? <laughs> um, I want to do that. I, I just don't have time. I think that's an amazing journey. It was incredible. And, like, l I sort of allowed myself to really dive deep, and I kind of gave myself the ultimatum where, okay, I'm going to approach this from a totally different perspective. I'm going to do everything in my power with my nutrition and herbs. I'm going to get acupuncture and I'm going to see where I'm at in four months. And if I continue to decline and my health degenerates, then I'm going to go back to the doctor right, right, and possibly right. talk about diving deeper into more imaging and maybe go on steroids. And it was wild because within months of being on an autoimmune diet protocol, like m my symptoms were like 80% in remission. It's really fascinating. Yeah. And so that That's continues. Crazy. And imagine even then, it probably wasn't even as, like now, the autoimmune diet. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like even 10 years ago, it wasn't as, do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I mean, even I even tell people, like I keep what is called, you know, for the most part, a paleo diet now, but there was no name for yeah, it Yeah, I'm then. saying it, even 10 years ago, that it was wasn't like very... It was not in wasn't the consciousness. In the consciousness, like autoimmunes weren't, weren't as... Well, and they're still not in the consciousness, right. which is fascinating to me. And I really think in the next 10 years of medicine, we're going to see these, these diseases. Right. Essentially, I think that they're going to like break out into a number of other diseases. Because what like we have one name for something that has right. a thousand different presentations. Which is where the elegance that. of like this medicine comes in mm. because we don't name things in clusters. We mm. look at patterns and how they're expressing and moving through an individualistic body. So even though I may or may not have MS, and if I put myself next to somebody else that does, like we have different presentations right, 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 right. of autoimmune symptoms. And so this I feel medicine. Like I just heard something about that. I can't remember. Ooh. It was something about how. Oh, yeah, I was listening to a podcast. Um, uh, God, I'm not going to remember who it was, but it was about um, maybe Michael Pollan. Who Love him. Okay, so he was talking, he has a, has a book on, on hallucinogenics. Oh, yeah. He has a new book, and he was talking about, oh, in, 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 in okay, 
it was like in psychology they it, they actually something about like how they came up with names for things just because they couldn't they just like depression right is one thing but if you actually go into the brain and that's why psychedelics anyway we could talk about that later but oh, it was something that. about that and that's yeah well because we're reductionist creatures mm-hmm. but we don't have to be because that's not our birthright Right. Our birthright or it's wildness and intuition right. and the feeling sense, right? But we've imposed this like patriarchal, we have to name, mm-hmm. we have to order, we have to put things in the linear trajectory. Right. And everyone is suffering because of oh, it. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And if we can like move away from the naming and into the like feeling and the sensorial work, this is the key to liberating mm-hmm. people from these diseases, right. is allowing them to connect again to the feeling sense of their bodies. Right. Yeah. Sounds so good. You're so lucky you get to do this work. I feel so blessed. I mean, you I are can't lucky. imagine. I would be horrible at anything else, right. and I feel like I'm really living the right. authentic expression of my Tao. Oh my like God! How many years have you been doing this? I've been in this field now for twelve or thirteen oh years. Gosh. Yeah, it's been a long time, and I've been on my own now for five years. Wow. And so, it's um, yeah, I can't imagine. I feel like in some ways, right. though, I've always been doing this work. Like even when I worked right. in the music industry, I was doing this work, and right. even when I was a child, I was doing this work. Right. It's like you see these threads. Like yeah. I'm sure you do in your life. Absolutely. Of like how you were always like the connector mm-hmm. and yeah. the, the, the talker and the yeah. mama hen and the Jewish totally. mother and like, you know, yeah. yeah. Wow. Let's talk about plant medicine. Uh-huh. Well, first I want to talk about mitology. Uh-huh. Is that what it's called? Mycology, the study of <laughs> mushrooms. Or mitology. <laughs> mitology, if you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I like that. Let's like, let's figure let's out about what, what did I What did I call it? Mitology. mitology. I don't even know. I'm always like, she's amazing. She's into like mitology. <laughs> my, they're like, I'm like, it's the study of mushrooms. <laughs> Since I'm so uh, well educated, but I remember when I left here first, you gave me that beautiful reishi mushroom. Mm-hmm. Am I pronouncing it right? You absolutely are. And I loved it. And you're like, I'm real. I wanted to be a mycologist. Like yes. So what is that? So mycologists study mushrooms. Okay. Plain and simple. Like myco, the root means mushroom, and so anything that you see a myco in applies to mushrooms. Okay. okay. Right. Um, I have a particular affinity for mushrooms because as an alchemist, I think that mushrooms are the alchemists of the natural world, right? right? They take like dead, dying, decaying matter from the underworld. They do? Is that what they do? Yes. So they feed on decay. That's so weird. Isn't it beautiful? And then they actually connect, like they create life from it and they connect everything in the world through roots under the ground right they fr- they're like the entire nutrient net of our So planet. they're like sucking the juice and then yeah. they flower up or they right. they they shoot up They take all the detritus and detritus. the like things that have been shed right and they use it as food and they re like restructure repurpose it, it and repurpose it Yeah yeah Recycle. They're fascinating, fascinating embodiments. Like people actually processes. become mycologists. That's all they do. Well, they do. So science. So yes. So Paul Stamets, very famous mycologist. There's a number of them. Um, wow. Yeah. What about m- what very popular now is microdosing? Oh yeah. It's and I'm so like I'm fascinated by it. Microdosing is really, I mean, when you think about so beyond microdosing, which is you know, taking sub-threshold doses Mm -hmm. of psychotropic, you know, plants, including mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Mushrooms in general, I feel, the medicinal ones, the hallucinogenic ones, all of them, right? I love them and I gave Mm -hmm. them to you because I think taking them Mm -hmm. opens, like, everybody's soul up Mm -hmm. to a sort of um, a different experience of the world. I think that mushroom consciousness, mm. and that includes taking mushrooms that are psychedelic and non-psychedelic, what it does is that essentially puts your nervous system back in the organic flow. Like a reset. It's a reset. Factory reset. Versus the way that we yeah. exist um, you know, in that sympathetic arousal state that you talk mm-hmm. about, how when you first came into a my mm-hmm. office, when we're all going at the buzz of civilization and we're pushing and working and striving mm. in this very like linear machine way. And that ingesting plants to me, taking plant medicines and even flower essences, 
you know, mushroom tinctures, these things connect us again with like the actual pace of our nervous system. Right. Which is a lot slower. It's a lot more right. embodied, right? And they like wake us up to these like internal processes mm -hmm. that are happening internally and then externally in nature. Right. So I think mushrooms are a great like herald of that and like wow. studying them, watching them, imbibing them. They're incredible teachers and they're one of my great teachers in this practice. Wow. So I'm constantly That's like really cool. Yeah. Yeah. If I had to do it all again, maybe I'd go back to school and become like a mushroom scientist. But so then I would have to talk right. about the science of them and not right. like right you know but like where can people get like that reishi mushroom that you that i made the tea and i just really had it for days well that's a very special reishi blend so i have a, a dear friend that lives in rochester and um her name is olga and she has a company called smug town mushrooms oh right 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 yeah and she's a my like she's a mycologist she grows mushrooms she propagates mushrooms she's engaged in the teaching of mushrooms she leads mushrooming retreats to greece Shh. She's obsessed with mushrooms. She, yeah, she is like a mushroom goddess. She is a living emanation of the mushroom goddess. That would be amazing <laughs> to be that into anything. Yeah. Like, that would be cr amazing to be that committed. Yeah. That you're like going on mushroom retreats in yes. Greece. Yes. Let me Ireland. tell you, I've been to mushroom camp before. And it's okay, the best what? Thing tell ever. us about mushroom <laughs> camp. Wait, I want to go to mushroom camp. This is like the Oompa Loompas. It's Wait, tell bad. me about the mushroom camp. So the um, Sonoma, is it for foraging? It is. <gasps> it is. It's through the Mycological Society in um, Sonoma, Northern California, okay. and they have every year. Usually, it's in January or February, which is peak mushroom season. They have a camp, and so for four or five days, there's mushroom workshops. There's lead foraging forays with like very preeminent mycologists, Gary Linkoff, who's one of my most favorite mycologist was the like keynote speaker the last time I went and so you get to just be immersed in the mushroom mind with <laughs> oh other mushroom for how many days eh, like three or four days like geeking out over so mushrooms geeky. they're like oh, do you guys eat them too oh, and like yeah. cook them well and the year I was there the last time they had a chef who was like Everything they prepared was like mycologically informed. So, <laughs> I mean, it was. So, even if it didn't have a mushroom in it, it was like, it had, yeah. But did, ever, did you get, ever get sick of the flavor of mushrooms? No, there's a thousand things you can do to them to make them, you know, no. to zhush them into various oh different God. tastes. So, that is yeah. the best thing I've ever. <laughs> <laughs> you can come with me next year. Oh, I just need to do something like a mycology retreat. They're great resetters, as you <sighs> probably found, right? Particularly reishi, because it's mm. very, like, it puts us, in Chinese medicine, it's, like, you know, known as, like, it awakens the shen, and it leads the heart spirit back into the heart. Uh, it really leads to a deep sense of, like, embodied peace and knowing. And mm. yeah. So we can also take re reishi drops. Oh, you can also right. take reishi drops for, I mean, s Olga's company is online, Smugtown Mushrooms, but there's also a number of like wonderful right. purveyors. I do love, um, you know, Sun Potion. I know they have really high intake mm -hmm. of mushrooms. What about the dragon herbs? Yeah, I love the dragon mm -hmm. herbs, chaga tincture and um, the reishi tincture. Right. I love, um, what's the other one? I like um, Four Sigmatic a lot mm -hmm. and their mushroom coffees and their mushroom powders mm -hmm. and Jing Herbs, who's another local Chinese medical practitioner right. they have good mushrooms too so what's like your daily um like supplement like um what's your daily ingestion routine of Ooh. anything and i'm sure it varies day to day yeah. it's like the juiciest question it is well you probably <laughs> have so many because you gave me good amazing powders and this and that and yeah. i just was like oh this is amazing i wish i could do this forever i'm like really into simplicity and elegance so mm -hmm. even though i i I really am in love with thousands of herbs. I try and have a very like elemental and basic approach to my own. Because mm, you could get overwhelmed. Yeah. Oh, people will come in and I'll be like, what are you taking? And there's like 25 things. And it's too much. It's too much. Because if your nervous system is constantly having to negotiate all these things that you're putting into it, that actually can erode your chi. It's a lot. It's a lot for it to handle. It's mixed messages. I'm okay. like simple elegant and crafted to the here and now Ooh. like so like what does that mean like a couple well, of powders yeah like so what i do like on a non-negotiable basis currently i you know i think that when i really had to think about what i do for my own health i drink spring water 
I take flower essences that are essentially tailored by me to whatever type of phenomena that I'm working on. Phenomena. I'm always taking some Oh my God, I'm going to start using that word. <laughs> it's a good one, right? I, all the time, I'm like, I'm just in a deep phenomena. I mean, it sounds really profound. It's so good. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay. Phenomena. Phenomena. Um, what else am I doing? I do... So currently, I am taking amazing spore probiotics that my naturopath told me possibly came from space. Um, okay, what are you talking? What is that? No, mean? she said there's a type sign of me <laughs> there's a type of spore brewing spore borne um, probiotic that theoretically could survive in a vacuum in space, and so I like to think of it as being like a from space. space. Probiotic oh, I love right. This is how I engage with the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so cool! By the way, speaking of space, I saw something about sp space water bearers or something. What in the? There are these tiny that? microcosms that can can survive like a nuclear. They look like tiny bears at, in, made out of water. It's crazy, but I'm I was they can. Yeah, I can't believe it. They can. can survive in space. They can survive a nuclear war. It's like an organism that cannot be killed. Well, you know, so can mushrooms theoretically. Oh that was Terence Kenneth's whole hypothesis was that it is theoretically possible that a mushroom spore could have arrived, of course, from another planet to colonize our own with its consciousness. Oh. Theoretically. <laughs> oh my! I got to get on that retreat. All the good stuff. Oh my God! They're so from space. good. Okay, so you do. Okay. So your non-negotiables, do you have like, what are the morning, what's the morning routine of non-negotiables? So the morning routine of non-negotiables, I take a really high potency fish oil. Oh boy, I how? You as a pill? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I take, which is like probably the highest um, ratio of EPA, DHA fish oil. It's the Nordic Naturals Pro Omega 2000. And I have to say that I really do, you know, some things that you take, they're sort of sub-threshold, and it's like, is this working? Is this doing anything totally. for me? But I'm in a point now that I feel like that, plus l like a, a basic leaning towards a paleo diet, and I'm, I can run again for the first time in a decade without having any like deterioration on my knees. So <sighs> I know that my inflammation is down, also because I look at all of my autoimmune markers, and they're all very low, and I do think that fish oil does make a big difference wow. for me. So you go, you're a runner too? Um, yeah, I wouldn't call myself. <laughs> you're a runner. You do a lot I mean, of I like put running? on really loud talking heads and I run until I pass out, but it's not elegant. That's good. Run. How long? Do, how long do you run for? I run for about like I'd say anywhere between forty minutes to that's, an hour. That's amazing. In intervals. It's like a, it's a shamanic experience. Oh my God. Shamanic running. This is going to be called like shamanic jogging, shamanic jogging and, and, and phenomena tea or something. It's really not a pretty sight. And I think the other day shamanic I was like running. singing while I was running and I didn't un like know that until I was done and everybody was kind of staring at me and. Oh, that's you know. I do that all the time. I just went on a hike just now with, with a friend and my son and we, we, there was like a, a walking, uh, a maze that someone made at the top of Runyon. I'm like, you guys, Ooh. I need you. We got to, we got to walk this, and we're gonna, I've got, we're gonna all have an intention, and please just pray for me right now. And I'm doing it. I'm doing it out loud. I'm like, and then please cut it. And they're like, you don't have to say it out loud. Yes. I was like, oh, I didn't realize. I had no idea. That's what I'm talking about. I was the like in a spontaneous ritualization. I was of ritualizing the world. and total phenomenon. It's this is our birthright. I think this is how we're supposed to be interacting. I know. How dare someone tell me to be quiet? Exactly. Like, oh, you're just supposed to sort of like have a road experience and not actually change or be changed. Yeah, I was changed. I was doing something different. Yeah. I was like speak, calling it out. Please do. Well, you should invite me hiking. I'll be like 100%. This was totally <laughs> random. This was like, I, I never go hiking for the reasons of like my feet are torn apart. But oh. no, I know who has that kind of time. It's like two hours. I know. It's a commitment. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So you, so you do exercise. You have your, what other things? Yeah, the non-negotiables I'd say are the quality of my water, um, what I'm eating, so kind of keeping to a basic template of a paleo diet, but I'm not into um, finite. Yeah, like right? would you have some pizza? Have yeah. delicious pizza? Yeah, absolutely would. It's like a, it's a constant negotiation. Right. This is how I work with my patients too, where it's like right. I will tell them what is like appropriate for their constitution, but right. then em empower them with the choice to understand when they can and should. Right say fuck it right 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 because right? we need to be flexible like yeah. the basis of this medicine is flexibility and being able mm. to be in flow and not 
rigid. Like rigidity mm. is like the enemy of health. And so we kind of look for like, right. okay, if I'm not feeling super inflamed and like my psoriasis is fine and like my joints are feeling good, like I'll eat a piece of pizza. But if I've been in a really dark place and I know my body is not um, like serving me well, then I will be really like monk-like for three weeks and I'll take good care of myself. And it's like, it's a negotiation concept. Can you tell me about psoriasis? Because I have a lot of people that listen to this who are into skin. Yes. And it's a real expression of phenomena. Oh yeah. So it's usually like, it's kind of um, almost like a canary in a coal mine, right? So psoriasis is sometimes the first way that we understand and see that our body isn't inflamed and then we're having autoimmune inflammation. So even though it's so frustrating for me, it's like a really rich barometer that shows us almost immediately if something is in or out of alignment with our bodies. So I have like the never ending plaque on my knee. The patch, yeah. right? I have, so I have plaques, right? There's right. many different types of psoriasis. Right. But so the ones that I have usually have giant plaques on my knees and elbows. Why if are I'm they called sick. plaques? Because the way that the skin cells um, propagate and build up, it causes them to become these thick, almost right. like scaly, um, scaly right. plaques. Like a plaque, it's just like a buildup, right? Up, right? Um, with psoriasis, definitely, it's like 80% diet, <sighs> but it's complicated because other peop- different people have different triggers. There are set levels of foods that are often very triggering for people in mass, but not everybody has that, mm-hmm. right? So it's a lot of like investigating and having to test and sense and feel for right. yourself. But definitely they found like there's a correlation with gluten. There's often a correlation with dairy, sometimes with chocolate, sometimes with things like shellfish or sulfites. And, you know, it's frustrating. But what I found is like keeping you know, my diet in check and also taking high potency fish oil and getting um, a lot of what I do is when I'm very inflamed, I will lie naked in the sun for 10 minutes a day without sunscreen. Oh yeah, for the whole body, mm -hmm, the vitamin D absorption. the vitamin D absorption. So vitamin D absorption, um, they've noticed in people with autoimmune inflammation, particularly psoriasis is impaired. So they don't know if they're missing like a cofactor or some type of intrinsic factor internally that um, blocks some of the synthesis of vitamin D into utilizable form, but unabridged, flagrant sunlight is one way I to love that. do How that. How many and minutes? It's like sexy too. I know. <laughs> I, I would love to be lying naked in the sun somewhere. I do it until I feel Warm. the warmth. Right. on my skin you're like i'm hot i've absorbed it exactly and then um it's kind of amazing because like magic i can watch when i do that like what i like to call um homeopathic solar therapy <laughs> oh my god wait <laughs> i've got to write this down homeopathic solar therapy shamanic jogging <laughs> oh my god we just like you got basically my title. opened up the whole, like a okay. new soul cycle I'm, I'm writing it down okay go on Okay, just keep talking because um, I can't forget it. It's so good. Homeopathic solar therapy oh. as a, um, a vehicle for autoimmune disease prevention. So that's one of one of the ways that I keep the psoriasis inflammation down. And then also I've recently, on a whim, I use um, Living Libations oh. Doodab. It's so weird that you say that. I was before, As I was on my way here, I was putting on some of her stuff the best and on my cheeks <gasps> and i was like oh i should bring some and show carol because i she they sent me so many <gasps> oh know, they're the best they Nadine, are we were obsessed with you obsessed with you and i was like oh i should bring one and then i was like i couldn't carry any like makeup with me yeah. but yeah i don't even consider that makeup. it's not makeup it's like an adornment like it's sh- everything they make you feel like i know plants and so i know you sm- i mean yeah you feel like the spirit amazing. of the plant come oh through so I love doodab I was using because we had like a flea explosion right. in our multi-dogged house two weeks right. ago and I got devoured in 48 oh hours. God. And so I was putting on like the doodab on my um, flea bites. What is doodab? doodab? I don't have it. Doodab is her, it's like a, it's a tiny essential oil serum that she makes. It's supposed to be for like hot eruptions on the skin. <laughs> She's amazing. But I just started putting it on my psoriasis plaque and it literally like it went away in three days. I was like, oh new information note yeah. to self and patients because i do uh, you know a lot of my right. patients have autoimmune right. disease because you know we're seeing a, such an upsurge i mean i think it's like essentially it's the work of modernity like this is yeah like the result of, yeah. a, of a, a planet that's very out of balance yeah yeah my two business partners have autoimmune stuff so on yeah. the product we're making we're really going to look at we're going to talk to you about any like 
of this kind of th- of this kind of stuff. Fabulous things that we could put in it. Yes. To address. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay, so that's it. Okay, so did we go over all your good non-negotiables for oh, the most such part? Such a good question. I was on such a tangent. I'm not even I sure. Mean, yeah. Right. So, so yes, that's my basic. What it's about like relaxation, tea, or meditation, or tea? do you watch TV? Like, how do you? What is something that you do to All relax? Of the above. Right. I. It's I about balance. Think it is about balance, and my approach to my own health at this unit of time, because I've worked through the really acute level of inflammation. Mm-hmm. So now the work for me is more like experiential, like my wellness protocol is not like about ingesting things or putting things on my skin it's like how I'm interacting with the world Mm. so at the you know nudging of my lovely fiance he's like you know you've stopped meditating and I was like oh yeah (laughs) whoops does he meditate he does meditate of course you guys do you guys meditate together just on your own no we meditate separately I think for both of us because he is a psychotherapist. And a very interesting psychotherapist. He is he, a fascinating one. I am obsessed with him. I've never even met him. But he <laughs> uses he uses certain kind of medicines or um, plant medicines. Or what does he... Is there anything that he does in his practice? Well, he works a lot with... He is Trauma. like... Yes. Yeah, so he... I call him like a, a Taoist-informed mm. psychotherapist because he works a lot with like you know helping people the way that I do decondition the chaos Mm -hmm. of culture and come back into their authentic self Mm -hmm. and he you know does talk a lot about plant medicine and you know integrate people's plant medicine experiences and he works a lot in a very sort of feminist approach to deconstructing patriarchy with men Um, oh my god he's a dream (laughs) if i ever date again i'm gonna make sure any man i date is his patient like (laughs) he'll have to see him so he can get deconstructed it's the most necessary work you're so lucky oh how did you guys meet you have a great love story i it's um a great love story it's like the meeting of like witchcraft plus um, okay, Cupid. It was it, <laughs> it was meant to happen. It was a hundred percent meant to You're happen. So, you found your person. Really and truly. It's absurd. There's really no other. I can't believe that another like, like anarcho-Daoist plant poet from the valley exists. How does that? He's from the valley too? He's from the valley. He's from like Thousand Oaks. Like deep same valley. thing. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> and you guys found each other. So we found each other. It's really profound. But we both really kind of oh my God. did the work of, of like arriving to the place. Will you tell us the story about the drawing, the draw like the there was a story about the drawing and and asking you to marry you and all that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. So our proposal. Yeah, yeah, the proposal story. This is amazing. We had had a very sort of like hot and heavy. Oh, the first date. Epistolatory correspondence over OKCupid when we stumbled across each other, Um, and. You know, we both had this way of language and writing Mm -hmm. that was, like, eerily similar, which was so strange because no one uses the same, like, antiquated adjectives I I do. You're like, I'm sending over the carriage. (laughs) It shall forthly come. Yeah, I love it. And he had, we had, like, casually met for coffee mostly just so I could rule out that he was a serial killer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Which we all have to do as women. It's, like, the work of the world. And, you know, then we had our proper first date and... You know, I'm not the kind of person that's going to, like, be comfortable with a life of, like, going to the movies or having drinks. Like, I'm completely disinterested in in interacting with the world like that. And dating sort of bores me. And I like, you know, ordeals. Mm -hmm. And I received this text from him that was essentially him inviting me on a spontaneous derive. And so he wrote this whole ritual around our second date. Oh, my God. Which was essentially that... We were to meet underneath this particular oak tree in oh. Elysian Park. Oh, my God. And there would be no talking. The date would be entirely held in silence. Oh. We would start with the 20 minutes of meditating and eye gazing. And then we would enter into a spontaneous ritual with the environment. And then walk together for an indeterminate amount of time and interact novelly with whatever came in contact with us. And then we would depart at the end of the date by giving each other a small gift. And then we would never I like have to film this. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Talk I'm about obsessed. it again. This is gonna go on my Insta story. I hope it's okay. Which truly blew my mind because 
part of my work in experiencing Taoism is the idea of becoming and embodying a free and easy wanderer, which is the sort of archetype for these Taoist sages of yore that had this way of interacting with nature that was like purely unencumbered, where they would essentially put themselves in the consciousness of the world that they were interacting with and just let it guide them without sort of imposing their will and then seeing where it took them, being in a total flow state, right? And so he invites me on this for our second date and I was like, this is my guy. He's your guy. This is 100% my guy. He just invited me on a derive. And like in the list that I had like written about calling in the one, it was all about somebody who wanted to like engage in spontaneous rituals with me. And, and here he was. And so much as um, he presented to me, we went on our second date. And we had this wild, spontaneous ritual in the middle of Elysian Park. And we had found snow on the ground and thrown snowballs at each other and fondled cacti and made sculptures with different plants that we found. And, and all quietly? I was completely in silence. You were Com in love. I was Were you falling in, in love? Oh, I was already in love. I knew he was, he was my partner. Do you think he was in love? I think Would he you? was in love. Like How many years ago was that? This was two years ago. You guys are completely... I mean, it's absurd. I bet, first of all, it sounds like the best date. It's the best date. Of my whole life. Like, I, I mean, I would die. I feel like anybody who's listening, like a gift that you can give to yourself or even your partner right now is to go on a derive. And if you even just look up that word, D-E-R-I-V-E, -E, French, right? Yeah. And sort of look at different ways people have been using this as a template for exploration. It totally strips away like the conditioned mind and suddenly you're interacting with the world like a child again and you remember that essence of who you are which is like joyful and experimentate like you know just like experiment with things and see things with fresh eyes and like understand a plant from like a tactile perspective. It's like it's like psychedelics. Oh. Yeah. I get that. Well, I mean, I guess you kind of get a little bit of that as a parent, a little bit. You start to do that. And then yesterday I took these kids. I was teaching these kids some art, and I took them on a nature walk. We were doing, like, a nature project. And I was, I'm like, we're going on a nature walk. They're like, where? And we were on, like, Oakwood, like some crappy, like, Bever like Larchmont. <laughs> and I'm like, here. And yes. I was like, get micro. Look at everything. And they started, they would be like, look at this leaf. Like, dude's walking, like, on the street, like, as if we were in the forest. Oh. We, were, we were on, like, the, we were literally on, like, a side street in, in Gower. Oh, my God, I want to And cry. they were like, look at this, bro. oh, my, look at this flower. Like, it wasn't a flower, but it was just, like, a, a something, some greenery from someone's lawn. Yes. But we, and I was like, look, and I was blown away. I was like, look at this leaf. I really felt like I was tripping. I was like, can you believe this? And it was just like a pissed on leaf from a dog. But yes. everything looks so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. So you do get that experience with kids too, a Completely. little bit. And you're going to see that. You start to like go through their eyes. Exactly. That's like cool. Kids and plants, they all, they're operating in that same space, right? They haven't been conditioned by culture to have that feeling sense be into submission Right, they mm -hmm. are seeing things yeah. with a sense that's beyond what. Wait, we see were you with. saying kids and plants, as if the plants are seeing things too? Oh, of course. Because yeah. Michael Paul Pollan talks about that. Yes. He talks about like plants. Mm -hmm. I don't really. I have to get one of that book that he has. Well, their nervous systems are very different, right? But it's they still have a nervous system. Yeah. Everything. So there's so many different ways of experiencing the world, but plants really have to have senses that really. They have very sophisticated chemical messaging. Yeah, he's like, they are tuned in. They are tuned in. He's like, they are in. listening to you. Exactly. Well, people come into my office, and they look at my plants, yeah, and, and they're, they're like, like, pet, why are your plants so happy? Yeah. And they're I'm like. Really happy. They're cute little happy pets. Yeah. Because they're not like this in my house at home. But right. here, right, they're in an environment where they, like, listen to Eric Satie all day. And it's, oh, like, temperature control. And Sonic Yogi. <laughs> right, exactly. They're in heaven. And they get, like. Palo Santo diffused and like oh. I'm like talking to my patients. Oh, they're in they're heaven. Like they're, it's like they get to be in therapy all day. They're in therapy all day. They're like at a Swiss spa. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Swiss spa all I day. I should rebrand this as like a Swiss spa for It literally plants. is like one of those crazy spas like in Switzerland where like they give you, you know, like boiled, like a boiled egg and like it's pure. Oh. Do you know about those spas? Uh, no, but I... They've written about them in like Vogue. There's okay. one. It's very famous. It's in Switzerland. It's like, it's crazy, but it's like 
you know, it's rugged. Yeah, I'm into it. Rugged is like it's my like, middle name. Yeah, it's like about like paring down. Yes. But anyway, oh my God. Okay, so we've done that. So let me think about, um, have you ever, just like I wonder about this, like as a doctor and in your field, do you have you ever had a patient or a situation where you, do you get astonished? Oh, I And there's like day. wonder and you go, like it's scared. Like do you get, are you, I feel like when there's someone like in your position, like there's so, there's so much like confidence and like, where's the fear? Like I get, go on a job and I'm like have fear. Cause I'm like, I get scared. I don't got that. Like, do I got this? I got this. And I know, but like, do you ever feel scared? I don't, <sighs> but I do feel like that's because I think we all need to give ourselves the permission to not know. Right. Everything. So not be scared about not knowing. It's because like, this is what I don't like about patriarchal medicine and Western medicine right. is that they refuse to acknowledge that they don't know. Mm. And I think it's okay to not know because that doesn't mean that you're not going to get better. It just means that you're not uncomfortable in the unknown. And I try yeah. and really practice being comfortable in the unknown. And I'm very honest with my patients. And also the beauty of Chinese medicine is that you don't have to know. Right. That's what's so cool about fix it. it. Right. Because we work on your feeling sense, which you always know. Right. And, you know, truthfully, like I'm not scared because there's a lot to work with there. Right. So it's like even if you don't know, like the, the not knowing is not it's it's our attachment to feeling fear around not knowing. Exactly. As opposed to well, I think I get it. And I do know like in relationships when you're in that phase of the not knowing and everyone has so much anxiety and I, yeah. I coach so many friends through this. I'm like, this is what it is. It's your relationship right. to the not knowing that needs that needs the solve. Precisely. It's not putting it on your partner. Like, where are we? Are we dating? Are we in a, that does, that's not going to soothe it. It's exactly. the soothing has to be around your relationship with not knowing. Precisely. So I think you're right. In medicine, there's no such thing as not knowing that you have to diagnose. But I mean, that's not true. I mean, do doctors are sometimes dumbfounded, but it's in a different way. Right. And they often like won't admit it either. Yeah. And I think that I don't, I like humility in my practitioners and right. in my doctors. And you know, which is not to say that this isn't an immense responsibility because a lot of my patients don't see, you know, a primary care and right. I'm their touchstone to the whole medical mm -hmm. world. And so I do feel like there is an immense responsibility, but I also keep my integrity really high. And if I, you know, I don't know, we figure it out together right. and I just, I trust and I trust that, you know, each person like is unfurling at the rate and speed that they're supposed to and the mm. information that their body is giving me is enough information to, you know, elegantly come to a solution little by little. I would rather pay you the monthly a thousand or whatever <laughs> I pay to Kaiser and I never <laughs> even go because I can't deal with like the math of trying to get an appointment there. Oh my God, it's out of control. I can't. It's so just there, God forbid there's an emergency, but like I'd rather pay you to come once a week and I'd feel so much better. The whole thing drives me so, so crazy because like I, I, it's so the insurance model is so out of alignment with my ethos and I feel like it's a dirty egregore and I don't want to feed it any money mm -hmm. or give it any power because it's so disempowering mm. and it's so gross. It's and so it's gross. Like, oh, yeah. It is so gross. It's like the fact that like people take, like I will take a job for health insurance. Like how, I'm literally oh, going to take course. a job so that I can just get health insurance for my, yeah. For my children. Yeah. I'm it's like the one annoying thing about wanting to have a baby. I'm like, oh, yeah, God, I have to have health insurance yeah, now. It's like, it feels yeah. like in a weird way I'm like signing mm -hmm. like some contract. Rosemary's with, baby. Yeah. Yeah. But intense. I do also trust, I do think that we're at like a place now in the culture where mm -hmm. it's like we're not going back on this. And it's be it's getting to the point where people are demanding that mm -hmm. it shifts. Mm -hmm. And I do think, I think it will. But in the meantime, there's all of us that are practicing these more marginalized sort of alternative methods of medicine that might be left out of that equation. And now the job is for all of us to figure out how to keep this right. medicine accessible and in the forefront for people. <laughs> I love that yeah. acupuncture is considered marginalized. It's like the <laughs> oldest. It's older than anything. Right. Even but though you're doing much yes. more than that. But still, you could, if you had to do a insurance form, do you right. know what I mean? Which I've had to do. Of course. It's, like, it's just ridiculous it's, that that's considered marginalized. Yeah, well, it's marginalized because it doesn't fit into the dominant worldview. Because to accept acupuncture for what it really is, mm -hmm. is to say that there is 
an energetic or a spiritual component of disease. Oh, so in other words, it's like a Christian thing. Well, I don't or even Catholic know. Catholic thing? It's like, is it like to do with like... It has to do with the idea that we um, have have essentially divorced spirit from matter in mm. our culture. And it's like, you know, there's no concept of chi. There's no concept of like, right. you know, it, like energy. There's no concept of... Um, you know, disease states that might be modulated by like psycho-emotional mm -hmm. pathologies. It's like it doesn't it doesn't compute. And to say that means that we have to change the whole way that we look at medicine, right? Because they're right. very reductionist, and you know they're very Cartesian. It's like dual. Like there's mind, there's body, and the two don't interact. And there's it's almost like you're not. Uh, it's almost like we're not the. It, it, I feel like you should. I know I can't explain it. <laughs> um, I guess what I'm saying is it must be so frustrating yes. to to have that uh, sort of like in the in the ethos when you're doing this work. It is. It is frustrating, but also at the same time, I don't like. I don't. I'm confident in my work, so I don't have right. to care about what anything right. else. And you're supposed that. to be here. This is where you're not supposed to be in a different country. You're supposed to yeah. be here. Your work is here. My work is Do you know what I mean? very much here, and I think my work is very much um, figuring out how this medicine is adapted now to fit into our like postmodern world, right? And how how we can use in, in, in this medicine to essentially rescue mm -hmm. medicine from the patriarchy and take it back into the feeling, into the sensorial, into the qualitative, into earth-based medicine. Down. I have to write that down. <laughs> Rescue that medicine from the patriarchy. Oh, my God. I can't. This is so good. So I guess here's my question. Yeah. Where? So you're, you sound, like, incredibly, you know, happy about your work and where you are. I don't know what happens. Like, embodied. Like, you're living your Tao. Where, would you be in the same same place in five years from now? Like, is this is this the, the dream, or is there more? Is it to expand? Is it to bring on more people with you? Is it to, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where, where does this, so this is it. Like, this is, like, you're, you have your life. I definitely have my life, and I do like the way that I practice. It feels, like, contained and sacred. And, I mean, you're my patient. You know when you come in, there's, oh like, God. there's, like, we go into this, like, state. we enter Phenomenon. into state together. And I don't want to expand. I don't want a multi-room clinic where I'm treating right. tons of people. I want this to feel like you're making, you know, a pilgrimage somewhere, but also very accessible. So in terms of, like, how I'm practicing in the day-to-day, -day, this is my this work. Is right. But there's other things that I want to do. Like, I definitely want to write a book, and I'm writing a book on rescuing medicine from the patriarchy mm -hmm. and connecting to, like, you know, the magic of plants and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, I want to shift the politics of healthcare in this country, and so that's not individual work. That's bigger work that I do with people in my community, of figuring out how to keep holistic medicine accessible mm -hmm. and how to fill in the gaps that insurance is leaving out for people, and how to care and tend for people in all walks of life. Well, I know that because I remember when I was, you know, Megan was like, she will work with you, yeah. and I was like, oh, acupuncture. You know, it, you think acupuncture, you think it's, it's freaking luxury. No. You're like, how who the how am I gonna like go pay for acupuncture all the time? Oh, like, absolutely. You know, and people just get don't just don't even help themselves because they're scared uh, it's uh, and I always like tell people it's like I'll work with you where you're yeah. at you know I keep a quarter of my practice for pro bono and sliding that's scale great. work that's like non-negotiable I've built that in so that I know how many people per month I could see and right. that will keeping my doors open and my fat dogs fed and like right. you know I think that's like that's the work that everybody you know, in this kind of line of work should be engaged in doing in a collective way. So I have mm -hmm. my way, my small way, mm -hmm. my that day is amazing. Day. But then, like, I do want my sort of the ripples to mm -hmm. be bigger and affect bigger change. Right. And so looking for ways to do that and collaborate. Oh. Yeah. Well, on that note, because we're going to wrap up. Um, I want to. I just want to tell people about more about where you are, and that that's an amazing. I, it d for people not to be feel t intimidated, because it sounds like this is the most unbelievable thing, and oh my god, I'm never going to be able to afford it. People, you 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 have a rate, but then you also there's what you just talked about. Exactly. There, there's room to 
to work. And I remember seeing therapists like that. And I was like, oh my God, yes. for years I saw th- sliding scale therapists. Oh, uh, yes. And thank God. We're all, and same for me too, the whole time that I was going through grad school or when I was younger, like I don't come, I come from a blue collar family. We never did anything like this growing up. I was never on a vacation, mm. my, you know, with my parents. So there's like a lack mentality that's built into, Ugh. you know, that I've had to deprogram but also part of that is that I have an undying like I will never compromise being able to serve people Mm -hmm. in that very parameter well that's incredible so where can people find you on your website and your beautiful Instagram Uh, where you can learn a lot about mushrooms too oh tons of stuff about mushrooms so much stuff about mushrooms all of my um, poems about plants essentially (laughs) she writes love poems love poems to mushrooms this is how I have to keep it sacred otherwise you just go crazy (laughs) I just want to be here every freaking day like this is the life I want you, let's see here. You okay. can find me in the real world. So my okay. practice, Botanarchy Herbs and Acupuncture, is in West Hollywood. We, I'm on Beverly and Harper, which is near the Arrow oh, One, as the, best. the, as the landmark. <laughs> Row, Blue Bottle, back, Backyard Bowls. All the things. I mean, it's right here. It's perfect. And sequestered in like a little mm, lovely studio courtyard. courtyard with lots of plants growing. Mm-hmm. That's where I exist in the real world, um, in the etheric realms. I'm at botanarchy.com. I have a journal on there that I've been writing about plant medicine, plant magic, ritual, and Chinese medicine. Oh, good. So people can go deeper and get they can go and deeper. understand what that mm-hmm. is. There's lots of um, recipes, rituals, um, ways to access Chinese medicine, ways to access feminist medicine on the website. And then my Instagram is at Botanarchy, and that's where I sort of emotionally... Um, sort of vomit plant poetry and <laughs> odes to Chinese medicine oh. when I get hypercaffeinated in the morning. Thank you so much. I'm going to book more sessions. Like the, uh, I can't even tell you how much you helped me. I love having you here because oh. you're in this like beautiful state where we get to work Always on these like life state. path experiential Big things Big and, ones. and bring this sort of ritual into the room, mm-hmm. which I love because you're like, okay, this is what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's good. It's like the mm-hmm. nitty gritty. Thank you so much. Will you ever host yeah. any, do you ever host any, I feel like when I went on your Instagram, you were doing something like a workshop or yeah. something. Yeah. I used to do a lot of workshops. I took the last year off because I was directing my chi more inward and like mm. writing and gestating, but I am about to reemerge. Okay. Actually, Megan and I are hosting a fun She, way she told me that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's amazing. So we're going to start doing seasonal like sort of okay. feng shui workshops. I'll do the sound baths in the, to the warm up. Yes. Okay. I like this. Um, okay, thank yeah. you, Karen. Thank oh. you so much. I'm also going to be starting yeah. a plant salon at some point. Oh, too. there we go. So the Society for the Propagation of Plant Gnosis. Oh my <laughs> God, I can't even try to write that down. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Well, you'll have yeah. to keep up to date oh, with us. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. Thank you for being such a good mm. resource for everything in the city. Uh, oh, that's true. <laughs> Is there anyone you want to call out to? Oh, well, besides your husband, who does amazing work. He does amazing work. His name is Gabriel Garcia. He's a psychotherapist on Larchmont. Um, gosh, there's so many rich and lovely healers in this city. Well, music of anything, we can write it. Okay. Beautiful. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is my, this is my outro because <laughs> I'm not cutting and talking about all these ads. This is just it. So bye, everyone. Bye.